Hey, everybody, this is Curry Glassell, and you have entered into the GEMS Zone, G-E-M-S, which stands for Glamour, Elegance, Money, and Sex, and not necessarily in that order. So I was um, really, really in a zone about money today. Uh, one of the reasons is I had a telecall earlier earlier, much, much earlier, since it's 7 p.m. now, and my telecall was at uh, 10 a.m. And um, actually, I have a free telecall every month. You guys might want to check that out sometime. Uh, just go to my website or my Facebook page. Love to have you. Anyway, the topic of discussion was for the love of money. Hmm. For the love of money. What do we do? What do we be? And what are we? Where are we? Who are we when it comes to loving money or hating money? So my first question to you guys would be, when you were younger, were you ever told that money was evil? Well, except, um, you know, to give your tithe to the church, that is. Of course, that's important. But otherwise, money was really evil, except for that 10% that goes to the church. Or that um, if you were to have more than you needed, it was evil. But something about money being evil. Okay, so if you were told that, and then you grew up, and then you're wondering why you can't make enough money to meet your bills or have more money to play with and to enjoy your life with. Well, are you willing to be evil? Huh? Yeah. So therein lies the conundrum. If you're not willing to be evil because you were told that money was evil or that the love of money was evil or that the root of all evil was the love of money, whichever way you heard it, then how would you be willing to be evil if you had to be evil to have money? Do you see what I'm saying? This is a complete conflict that so many of us grew up in. I, for one, totally grew up in the Episcopalian church. And, you know, the only place where money was really allowed and really great was, um, you know, to give it to church and charitable things. And then you were supposed to have, you know, just enough, but you didn't talk about money. Oh, there's a whole other thing. Money's a secret. Oh, Lord. Anyway, so are you willing to be evil? So that would be my first question, because if you're willing to be evil, then you can have some money. <laughs> I know it's really weird, right? But just in case some of you all out there are willing to be evil, what would it take for you to destroy and create your point of view that you can't be evil? And you can pock and pot all that. And so you can go to the creation of that limitation, whether it was when you were a very young child, you wanted to, you know, um, honor your mother and your father, you wanted to honor your culture, your society, you know. And then I had some people on the line from Asia, and in one of their societies, money was worshipped and considered a deity, and I thought, whoa, that's really wild. What about that point of view? You know, what if you were forced to worship money? Now then, who likes to be forced to do anything, much, much less worship? So then you would, like, be resisting, worshiping that which would create more choice. Wow. But there's another conflictual paradigm for you right there. So... How many conflictual paradigms do you have and you're not even aware you have when it comes to money? And we can just start with, do you love money or do you hate money? Is money good or evil? What's your point of view? So if you were going to join an access class, they, you know, they, me, 
those of us who are facilitators of access consciousness, we would begin to take you through the clearing statement and begin to go through all the layers of how many limitations you have created to stop yourself from having more money because you decided it was evil. So really, what does money mean to you? So everything that is and everything you thought it was, what if it wasn't true? What if that wasn't true? What if money wasn't evil? What if money wasn't good? What if money was a construct? So one of the other really cool ideas that came up in my telecall this morning, which I'd like to share with you, is that Access likes to present a... Um, an idea that's a little bit different, and I'm so glad, but that um, even though sci- scientists say, okay, access version and scientists version. So scientists say that all of life is created through matter, energy, time, and space, and prima materia. So some of those are constructs, and some of those are energy, and some of those are true and real, and some of those are made of inventions. Huh, how to know which is which. So this is like a whole cool different topic and we can talk about this and I would invite you to join one of my telecalls or one of my classes because we have so much fun discussing all this. So um, which one do you guys think is real and which one do you guys think is a construct? Hmm. So another wonderful tester rule is if it's light, it's right for you. If it's heaviest, if it's heavy, not heaviest, if it's heavy, it's not true for you. And everybody's individual. So what do you think about matter? Is matter real? Is matter a construct? Is matter an invention? Or is matter true? Hmm. How about time? Is time a construct? I'll give you a hint on that one. If you didn't have a watch, how would you know what time it was? Possibilities are changing all around us. So is time a construct? Is time an invention? Is time a creation? Is time real? Is time true? Okay, what about energy? Is energy true? Is energy real? So when your mom was really, really mad and came into the kitchen, did she have to say she was mad? Or did you know that her energy was radiating mad? And you were like, "Uh, okay, time to move the kitchen. So is energy true? Or is energy a construct? construct. How about space? Sometimes that one is not so easy for us to grasp. There's energy, space, time, matter, and prima materia. Ah, a whole nother discussion. We're coming down to our our two-minute countdown, but I just wanted you guys to take a look at other possibilities. So what if there was a different way to create in this reality? What if you could generate a different financial reality? What if it didn't have to all be hard work and matter and time? What if it could be with energy, space, and consciousness? What if it could be from inspiration? What if you could work easy? Would you be interested in having that? So this is kind of like a pep talk and an inspirational talk. And I'm like, would you like to know more about that? And if so, I invite you to come to my next telecall. It'll be at the end of February. Would love to have you join us. You can find me on www.craigglassell.com or 
Corey Glassell, Right Riches for You Facebook, or Corey Glassell Facebook. Uh, if you can spell my name, you can find me because I'm out there and I'm available and I would love to have you join us in the class. All righty. So happy, happy, happy day and have, you know, what I say is a pocket and pot a day keeps the doctor away. Why? Because you know what? If you're willing to go to the point of creation, the point of destruction of a limitation per day, then you have limit less limitations the next day. So it's kind of like an apple. A pocket and a pot is kind of like an apple, you know? It just keeps your mind healthy because you just keep letting go of what's limiting you. All right, guys. Well, happy, happy, happy gems to you and have a great week. Bye-bye for now.